All right, so we can continue the conversation then and get straight into our SMME talk for this morning. And uh, we're going to be looking at the uh, business of Kidiboni Tsiluani, who is the CEO of Ramtilo Trading, and she's in the construction business with her sister. Uh, Kidiboni, good morning to you, and thank you so much for your time. Good morning, Kathy, and thank you so much for having me. Now, of course, you're in construction, but construction of a a different kind, if I can put it that way. Tell us Mm -hmm. about the work that you do, your manufacturing of bricks, and why plastic bricks in particular? Um, uh, We started off in the construction space um, doing uh, general building projects, and that's Mm -hmm. where we picked up that we're spending quite a bit on building materials for speedy bricks. So in 2016, we started manufacturing bricks at home, um, cement, conventional cement bricks, and those were consumed by our project. So we then came across, you know, the waste pictures that you see on the road, mm. and we're talking to um, an elderly lady who collects waste, um, particularly plastic waste, and uses this waste, um, well, the, rem- the remuneration she gets, she uses that to afford medication and take care of her grandkids. So. We started prototyping because we knew there was a role we had to play in the waste management space. Mm. So we started prototyping this plastic brick at home in our small mother's yard. And it was it was a headache for her because we had a manufacturing plant in the yard. We had a waste management because we were collecting waste from other people's yards and making the product mm. until... We had a product we were happy with and took for tasting and, yeah, to where we are today. So, basically, how you started off even manufacturing plastic bricks is that you collected people's waste and you you were trying to figure out a way of making it all stick and hold for you to be able to build walls out of it. Trust me, it was amazing. I can't imagine. (laughs) I don't know how your mother kept kept you in the yard. I'm surprised she didn't kick all of you out. Look, every single day when we knock off, we had to clean. It was spotless like there was nothing. And Mm. that is so just because even till today, when the guys knock off, they know they have to clean the factory because those are some of the principles that we had to learn starting off. Mm -hmm. It, it, It couldn't have been an easy process. And talk to me about how you were even able to, I suppose, go through it. Um, how much of the knowledge of, um, of of manufacturing bricks did you have to put into this? I, I suppose also because it, it would require different uh, skills because you'd never worked with plastic before necessarily. No, not at all. I mean, um, I have a finance background and my sister has an engineering background and mm. both of us had never ever manufactured a brick before. But we sort of went into it with the understanding of there's a need, you know, we we spending so much on this product and driven by that need, we started manufacturing the product and doing tons of research and a lot of um, prototyping. So literally in the yard every single day, we were going through this process and recording the results, looking at Mm. what works, what doesn't work. And like I said, it was a manufacturing uh, company in the yard and a lab because all the results that we got from the day's process we'd analyze until we took the product to a lab, an official lab in order to make sure that it is a durable and very very good product mm-hmm. which it mm-hmm. is and, and 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 so what happens speak to me about the process of of once you're done testing it yourselves at home and and now officially taking it to, to different labs and and trying to get feedback on this product 
that process was very, and it's still taking place. I mean, it's a very long process, and mm-hmm. it's a very important process for a lot of entrepreneurs to understand that when you've got a product, particularly a very new product, it's important that you understand where you need to go in order to get it safe into the market and being credible, you know. So we went through the process um, with SABS and we were able to do some of the tests there. Mm-hmm. But there's also another subset called Agreement SA, which works with SAB to a certain extent, where they test all the non-standard or the innovative building material um, or building systems. And this process is very lengthy and costly, but it is important in that once you have the certificate, you can... Basically, build from someone's small yard all the way to a huge property development, mm. such as the Leonardo or whatever is next. <laughs> Have you been able to build any houses or structures out of these bricks yet? We have. I mean, the market has been very receptive of the product since uh, we started. So, Kathy, uh, when you have a look at the brick itself, it has the same look and feel as a conventional cement brick because what we wanted to do is we wanted to develop a new product, a very valuable product, but that had the same look and feel as what people know. So, the market reception has been amazingly well. I mean, the value added by the product has resulted in people wanting to use the product. You know, so we've had houses being built. We've had... Um, individual structures being built, um, multi-story structures actually, where people were building using the product. So the market reception has been very good because one, we've gone through the testing that you and I discussed um, extensively, but also we've marketed the product in terms of the value proposition that it creates over and above just being a brick made from recycled plastic. That's absolutely fantastic news. Uh, a house of bricks made of plastic. I mean, that's that's the kind of innovation that we need. And interestingly enough. You know, I, I was just reading an article much earlier on in the week, um, just looking at the impact of plastic I- in the world. And um, there, there was this research that found that more turtles than ever are being found to have plastic in their digestive systems, which means that the plastic pollution in the world is just reaching, uh, you know, unfathomable um, you know, uh, levels. I mean, it's projected if things don't change, by 2050, we'll have more plastic than sea life in the mm, ocean. Mm, That's how bad the situation is. Mm, mm. All right. We're going to continue our conversation with uh, Gidiwoni Tsilwani. She's the CEO of Ramzilo Trading. There you have it, you know. They, they started with just picking up waste in the streets, plastics in particular, started playing around with it in in their backyard. And now they are manufacturers of plastic bricks, effectively. And she says that it's a business that has taken off very, very well. I'll continue our conversation with uh, Gidiwone. Of course, you're more than welcome to call in. What do you make of this uh, idea, this business venture that she's on? I think it's certainly very exciting. Uh, The number to use, 011 Seven one four two double zero six. The WhatsApp line zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. The talking point with Kathy Motlatana weekdays nine a.m. till midday. For our SMME feature this week, we're talking to Gidiwoni Tsilwane. She's the CEO of Ramzilo Trading. They manufacture plastic bricks. Uh, Gidiwoni, you spoke about the fact that you and your sister have very different backgrounds, and yet you came together to form this business. What was the 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 the, the, the push that pushed you um, to to actually start doing this? 
Um, most importantly is the need. You know, we, mm. we had we had a business that um, my dad sort of cultivated us to be businesswomen, even though we did not really realize it because we would always work with him um, through his construction business initially and then later ours. And so when we identified the need um, for building material, and I mean, I remember there was a time we were looking for female-owned formal brick manufacturers in our area, in our neighboring area, and we couldn't find any. And mm-hmm. my sister and I thought to ourselves, well, why not do it ourselves? Because we want to empower, we want to work with other women, and currently we cannot find sort of the formal guys who are doing large quantities, you know. And when we identified that need, we went into it and when we then went into the plastic brick site when we actually realized how much impact plastic pollution has on people's lives mm. um, both directly and indirectly we definitely knew that we had to do something in that space Kiriboni, you know it's never easy for 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 women in particular to break into an industry like construction oh. and often we'll hear about some of the women who are and in that space who talk about the struggles that they have you know breaking down some of the barriers that that have been created um in particular just because they they are women what was it like having a childhood that exposed you to that space and and I imagine that as you grew up into adulthood it didn't look like it was an an anomaly for you to be there not at all so um again great so grateful for my journey with our father because my dad has never had a gender role so growing up at the age of like 13 and 14 we were riding super bikes we were going on camps with my dad sleeping in the field and on site as well we'd sleep mm-hmm. in the campsite where the rest of the workers are and my dad has always said that you are a human being before you're a man or a woman you know so even when we went into construction we went into brick manufacturing we've never ever had the perception of we're women entering this industry we were mm-hmm. people business people who were entering an industry Unfortunately the reality is quite different because as a woman it like you rightly said it is very difficult especially in such an industry where you've got mainly men who've been around for years in the industry regardless of race and when you walk in and you are talking to people who's been in the industry for 20 30 years and you're telling them about a product that they cannot imagine being possible they look at you like you don't even know what you're talking about you know mm, and it, mm. it, 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 it taught us to be strong i mean we had a lot of people who were criticizing and who told us you know this is not the place for women and all of that we used as um you know an, an ammunition sort of how do we then get in how do we use this criticism in order to win over these people and i mean it's something that throughout the years has worked for us very well and we keep to it Tell me about the people in your community that you have been able to create employment for because all of a sudden as a result of this business you have uh, an insatiable appetite for plastic and you need people <laughs> to help you get that plastic. Yeah, I mean the the waste that we work with my goodness the one you know when you said when we're talking and we're talking about the elderly lady that mm. we're speaking to we still collect from her till this day and i mean that's amazing we, we, yeah. indirect employment our indirect employment goes to up to 150 people that we work with and to be able to create an income you know a solid income for these people i mean construction is regarded as um i mean not sorry not, not construction waste picking is regarded as part of the informal sector but it's actually saving the municipal so much millions in removing plastic from mm-hmm. um landfills 
and not only plastic, removing waste from landfills. And when we work with these guys, we're giving dignity to what they do. We're giving a guaranteed income for their hustle, you know. And being able to do that to not not a small group of people who ordinarily I would never ever think I'd be able to impact their lives has been one of the most rewarding things. And even though go, now that we're expanding the business, we're working with corporates that are also very conscious about plastic pollution. So um, corporates that are in the plastic packaging and the waste management company that we've partnered with, we've always stayed true to the core of we're working with our waste pickers as well mm. because we know the important role that they're playing, not only from cleaning up the environment, but availing funds to municipal so that they can redirect to other important programs by cleaning up waste from landfills. Are these bricks cheaper than ordinary bricks? Um, I'm afraid to say cheaper. <laughs> they're competitively priced. So okay. What okay. Mean, because okay. our product yeah. has... Yeah, it's very much valuable in terms mm. of the other attributes mm. that mm. we did not want to overprice it because typically when you go green, it's more expensive. Yes, that's so exactly what we, I was thinking. Yeah. So we went into it. Yes, our costs have been reduced drastically. And as a consequence, the customers can see the impact of that. So we continuously push the price saving onto the customer. Mm. But we definitely would not say we're the cheapest in the market. All right. Okay. Kidiboni uh, Tsilwani, the CEO of Ramtilo Trading. That's the name of the organization they've got a website at ramtilo.com you can certainly search uh, that website and you'll find pictures of uh, their products there the bricks look great and also some of the projects that they have been involved in Aisha and Uppington good morning to you morning Kathy. hi Aisha Kathy, thank you for for doing this last night uh, on um, uh, that other um, Patricia show. They were beating up our youth, and I called in and I said, "No, our youth are fantastic. The mm. problem is with us." Mm. Mm. I would like to to congratulate the mother for for supporting them, and then I'd like to congratulate her and her sister for proving that our children are fantastic. (laughs) 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 And two, I would like to know where we get those bricks. Um, So we will be distributing through Builders Warehouse nationally. Um, We're busy just um, formalizing that process. Wow. I feel like that deserves a round of applause. Where's the applause? Quickly, quickly, quickly. That is amazing, Kiriboni. Wow. (laughs) Okay, Kathy. Okay. All right, Aisha. Aisha out in Uppington. Kidibodi, that's absolutely amazing. So you're saying that in the near future, people will be able to walk into any builders and order some of your bricks? Definitely. I mean, and the future is very, very near. We're talking weeks here. Mm. Um, but uh, we're very excited about it. It's going to be a huge noise that we're going to make in the industry just to make people aware. Oh, I'm telling you, um, there are lots of people, if you have ex-former friends, that you've left behind, they're probably thinking, why did I stop being this woman's friend? You know, <laughs> you know part of the thing that builds us 
up in this journey is something that I, I that I hold dear to. It's also just something that I would like to advise fellow mm. people, young people, and entrepreneurs. Mm. Is put your put yourself out there. You know, um, there's a competition that's currently running that I'd like to urge our young people to be on the lookout for, which is the Indian Pitch and Polish. I don't know if you know about it, Cassie. That's done yes. By I, 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 actually, we we had uh, Alon, who is the CEO of Rice Corp, right? Hey. Uh, we had him on last week, if I'm not mistaken, awesome. and he he was telling us about pitch pitch and polish for entrepreneurs and saying that yeah. you know young people should really take advantage of that opportunity. So great to hear you raise it as well. Definitely, we were part of it in the last one in 2019, and mm. it was amazing. The experience. I would really urge young people to sign up. It's open now. The the, the um, competition runs until 15th of June. I think the entries and. If you are a business person and you want to see yourself grow and you want to learn how to pitch and how to make sure that you can communicate your business very well, mm-hmm. I would really urge you to, to sign up. It, it's not about the win. I mean, we weren't the main winners, but we walked away with so much. We walked away with a new relationship with Engine that took us under their wing, you know. So there's so many values that yeah. us as young people can gain from just opening ourselves up to such initiatives. Kidiboni, I'm going to ask you to stay on the line for me. I've still got a couple of callers for you. It's 10.30. No Let me take the latest headlines. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide, leading the conversation. Well, it's been a great couple of minutes speaking to Kidiboni Tsilwane. She's the CEO of Ramzilo Trading. She's been telling us about the journey that her and her sister have been on starting this construction company. And they've now evolved to manufacturing plastic bricks. And lots of you are actually asking questions about uh, the plastic bricks. If you look at them, and and Kidiboni said this earlier, they look like normal bricks. So there's a mixture of uh, a lot of things in there. And, And she does explain before I take the rest of the callers on the subject, um, there are people who are asking about the plastic bridge, uh, the plastic bricks rather, and how they respond to fire. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's always <laughs> one of the key questions. Mm. So in our manufacturing process, we made sure that the bricks, um, the plastic itself is so, um, how can I say, it, well processed with the other aggregates and this has also been tested. So we took it to SABS for fire testing twice now already um, mm-hmm. throughout the, the journey. You know, So we definitely have ensured that fire resistance is top of safety features of the product. Mlilo in Durban. Good morning to you, Mlilo. Morning, ma'am. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you. Go for it. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's the same question I wanted to ask about fire. Oh, okay. I'm a civil engineer. When we design structures as well, mm. we do take that into consideration. Mm. But that is, so unfortunate enough, my question has been answered. But I would like to congratulate them. I think this is the way South Africa has to go to, where we need to manufacture our, our own things. Mm. It's a very, mm. very good thing. Congratulations mm. to them. All right, all right, Mlilo. Thank Thanks you. for that call. Thanks for that call. Vuyo in Kabeja. Good morning to you, Vuyo. Morning, Kathy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm all right myself. I'm a first time caller, Kathy. Oh, welcome to the to show, show Vuyo. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> I thank you for waiting. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. I think you've already answered my question with regard to the fire safety standards. Mm. And uh, the other question that I had, though, was I wanted to find out, just running away from me now a little bit. Uh, are you still there, Kathy? Yes, yes, I'm still here. I'm still here. Not I wanted going to find anywhere. out, do they, 
Yeah, do they have a website where we can go and check the, the multiple story structures that they've created and where we can read up a, a bit more about the product? Yes, they absolutely do. In fact, I'm on their website now. Um, that website, Vuyo, is Ramtsilo, R-A-M-T-S-I-L-O.com. Uh, so ramtsilo.com. Uh, that's the name of their website. I don't know. How else can people get in touch with you, Gidiboni, or, or follow just your journey? Um, people can email. Feel free to email um, info at ramzilo.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very happy to provide any more information um, that we can supply to people, especially the guys. I know the technical side is very important. So mm-hmm. feel free to email us and we will send you our product information. Are you excited about the future of, of your organization? Because it, it sounds like you've been able to link up with the right kind of support in order to be able to uh, not just incubate your business, but to get to a point where you are today, where you're growing and and you're really reaching new heights. 100%. Truly, truly excited. Looking Mm. at the future, we used to say we want to build the tallest building in Africa, and we've learned that was a small dream. There's so much more that we can achieve. And I mean, uh, we've been able to also grow our network, which is something that's very important as well for entrepreneurs. And through the um, Black Business Council in the built environment, mm-hmm. um, we've been able to create a network, you know, of like-minded people and look at what happens in the industry as well and how we can play a part. And Kathy, that has helped open up our world to things like the BRICS, you know, the BRICS that we have in the, mm-hmm. uh, the countries that we have in BRICS. And through that as well, we've seen so much growth opportunities. So I'd also like to urge young people to look at such associations, collectives, because they really help you in growing the network of like-minded but also potential customers that you may have and this opens you up like like i said we were looking at Mm -hmm. africa and our vision has become so much bigger because um up until recently i became a member of the briggs women in business alliance and that has shown me so much opportunity that we have as a business but as entrepreneurs in south africa and through the Mm -hmm. um through the black business council specifically in the built environment where i am currently an sg i've also learned the the amount of power that young people have and the support that we have from government and corporates if we can just stand up and young people and determine what it is that you want to do and actually go forward and do it you know Mm. there's so much Mm. opportunity out there that i know that there's unemployment there's all these other challenges all i'm saying is if you in your space can make the difference by standing up and saying i will be part of a collective i will be part of a difference maker there are instruments that are available to Mm. your disposal that you can use and and I suppose it's it's being able to take advantage of the opportunities that already exist. Mm. So not to ignore writing that application, filling in that application form mm. and sending it off, whether it's for, uh, you know, a, a course, whether it's a fellowship, whatever mm. opportunity may lie out there. 100%, Kathy. I believe we, we, we have a lot of things. And I mean, we've got internet. A lot of us on social media I won't say for the wrong reasons, but we're not using it optimally. There Mm. are so many things that you can do with that internet connection that you have and that phone. You don't need a laptop. You don't need all the fancy things. With your phone, you're able to enter competition like this push and polish competition. You're able to sign up for your education. You know, there's so many things that we can do, so much knowledge. My sister and I, when we started, we didn't know what a plastic brick was. We had to go and do research. We had to go and experiment ourselves. You know, people often ask us how much we had when we started and thinking maybe 
we had a whole lot of money. And to start the business itself was not a lot of money because you are collecting waste from people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what the only thing we had to do was do the work. We had to put in the work, you know. And you, you had to be what, willing to be seen in the streets picking up rubbish effectively. <laughs> you can imagine how embarrassing yeah. that was. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not embarrassing now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let me go to France and Polokwane quickly. France, good morning to you. Morning, I'm good, ma'am. Mm. Uh, ma'am, I just want to say congratulations to your guest and her uh, her sister. Mm. And then um, on the bricks, I just want to find, uh, try to find out from her, those bricks, they, do they come in sizes, in block bricks, mixes, and all those kinds of things? That's what are uh, the first question. And the, sp- the second question, she said they are going to start uh, distributing via uh, build it. Is it build it or... Um, builders, builders. Builders, mm. yes. But the other thing that they need to be careful about is... Uh, um, uh, builders and other warehouses, I mean, uh, uh, builders warehouses that they are going to work with. In our rural areas and townships, we have a lot of, uh, let me just say, Asian hardwares, private Asian hardwares. So there might be someone right now who might store their ideas and start producing that and sell to those kinds of hardwares mm-hmm. at, at a cheap price. So it's one of the things that they have to look at and be careful I mean, of. And the other thing, they should try to make seminars where they invite the young, more especially ladies from rural areas and encourage them to be independent and start their own business. Okay. Even if it might not be bricks, it might mm-hmm. be something else, even in their solar energy, whatever. Because our young, more especially ladies, they should stop relying on this FASA thing and start teaming up like uh, she did with her sister and start rebuilding this country as the youth. All right, France, thanks for that. Uh, Gidiboni, I've got uh, about 50 seconds for you to wrap up. Okay, well, thank you, Franz. Um, yes, you can see on our website the different sizes of the bricks. Um, in terms of distribution network, there is no exclusivity. We are partnering with builders just to reach markets we ordinarily wouldn't be able to. And where the opportunity presents itself, we are definitely open to open open to partnering with other hardware stores. In terms of seminars, I am using my like what like we said Piazzi earlier, my network. So through um, some of the seminars that we're putting together through the Black Business Council, mm. we have a lot of events that we're putting together for women. Also, um, I'll be heading up the Women's Month event where I will do exactly what key advice bring in those young women who really don't have a plan of what to do and actually give them certain um, um, practical steps of how we started mm. it doesn't mean we know everything but the little that we have our responsibilities to share with everyone um, and just in conclusion, really, we're so um, privileged of this opportunity, Cathy. Thank you uh. so much for your time. We respect you and we really appreciate you um, allowing us to be able to talk about our business, about our journey and fellow young women to stand up and say, this is our world and this is how we're going to take advantage of it. Thank you so much, Kitty for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. I don't know you, but I wish you all of the very best. Do keep us updated in terms of your journey. And let us know when we can find you at uh, Builders Warehouse. It's an incredible move and all the best to you and your sister. All right, Kitty Tsilwani there, the CEO of Ramzilo Trading. Thank you so much for this conversation.